Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Welcome and good morning. Is uh, Let's see, it's we um, month three of the uh, shelter in place in California. Uh, umpteenth day, I don't even know what the count is at this point. But anyway, but I am very happy to introduce you to my friend Diana Guerin, who is going to be giving you all kinds of information about uh, how to handle this uh, whole coronavirus and your business. So we're going to be talking about what PIs, private investigators, can do about this. And Diana has some really good uh, suggestions. She's the founder and the CEO and president of Two Perceptions. I have known her for a long time. I think you said we had known each other for 12 years. Is that correct, Diana? That is correct, Francie, yes. I can't believe it. Well, anyway. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. You've been in business, though, 17 years, so you've been in business a little while. Yes, quite a while. I, fir- I first met you at a seminar, I think, maybe in San Diego. Is that right? Correct, yes. Okay. San Diego, San where Diego. you were talking about uh, marketing for private investigators, if I remember uh-huh. correctly. I, you remember perfectly. <laughs> and just as an aside, folks, Diana is responsible for my business cards, my letterhead, my envelopes. I don't know what I would do without uh, Diana's business helping helping me out. And I know she she does that service for a lot of other private investigators as well. Yeah, so, the private uh, investigators and attorneys are my market, so that, oh, yeah? that's who I deal with. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your business is really kind of like more on branding and, uh, con- you know, consulting on issues regarding marketing and, and how people perceive the business. Is that, Am I correct on that? That's correct. And plus we do sales, networking, um, you know, websites, uh, anything having to do with your business of, of what the public sees out there and how, how you're perceived. And as we know, perception is everything in life. Well, it certainly is. And you know what? Um, I, I, I guess I've never read your bio before, but <laughs> which is really kind of funny. Um, but I was interested that you surveyed over a thousand attorneys and a thousand businesses to find out yes. just information about the market and all that and how to penetrate it. Can, can you talk yes, about that a little bit? Yes, how I do that. Francie, is I actually do customer satisfaction surveys. Okay. And so that's how I know the market so well. Okay. And people actually return the survey. (laughs) Well, actually, Francie, I do not do it by mail and I do not do it by internet. I actually do it by telephone. Ah, And there is no, no thing as a one to five or one to ten. I want physical answers. Because you know your five and my five could be totally different. So, like, give, a, give us an example of some of your questions. Okay, so one, let me, I'll give you a story. There was a PI who called me, and he had been in business since 1986. And he said, Diana, he said, my business is completely dried up. I don't know what happened. 
I said, just give me 10 of your customers. Let me call them. And I'll find yeah. out for you. And, you know, I already knew the answer to, this, to his question, but I wanted it to be from his, his customer base. And they said, well, I didn't even know he was still in business because I never hear from him. Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. So, and, you know, he's like, if he would just send, you know, an e-newsletter, not only would I know he's still alive and out there and, and working PI work, but I could then forward that on to other attorneys that would give him business. Mm-hmm. So the moral of that story is you have to stay in touch with your clientele. Yeah, you do. You know, and it, and so, it isn't about work. No, you know, you have to have a relationship. I mean, when this COVID-19 broke out, I contacted everybody and said, how are you? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, what's going on with you? Is everything okay with you when this all broke out? Right. So, you know, and I said to my clients, you know, you need to send something out to your clients, letting them know you're thinking about them and seeing if they're okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you know, when, once you say that, it's so obvious. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but a lot of us, I mean, we're, we have our heads stuck in the hand. We're trying to run our business. We're just trying to get ahead. One step, one foot in front of the other. So, yeah, it makes sense. But I can see why he didn't get it, didn't think about it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the first thing that I really wanted to talk about is how to stop the revenue roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things is you have to make sure you're staying in touch with your clientele. However, I know exactly what happens. You're busy working a big case or many cases, so, you know, you you don't think about your other customers during that time because you're busy. That's right. Right. Right? And And then you finish up with those cases and you have nothing. Yeah. And, you know, it's particularly true if you have a case where you're traveling. Because it's really yeah. hard to keep up with your clients when you're traveling. Right. But, you know, this is the main cause of this roller coaster revenue hmm. is being so busy, you know, working these cases and not thinking about the clients you're not talking to. Mm-hmm. So I have some solutions for that. Okay. Number I'm one all is to create a list of your clients. Do it on an Excel sheet, or that's the best place to do it. Um, And then put them on a monthly rotation to call them. That's a great idea. So if you just call one client, I don't know, say you have 30 clients and you call one client a day and you keep rotating them, your clients will always hear from you. That's a great idea. Okay, once a quarter, take your good clients out to lunch or send them cookies or lunch in the office or something. Good idea. But let them know that you're there and thinking about them. You know, something that is, has fallen away but is so powerful is handwritten notes. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> Real easy to shoot an email, right? Yeah, yeah. But, Francie, how do you feel when you get a handwritten note? I know. It's great. You love it. You love it. So 
everybody is on the fast track, and they need to slow down with some of these things. Okay? Watch in the newspaper, you know, if, if any of your attorney clients has won a case or whatever it may be, right? Clip that out. Put it in a congratulation note, you know, a card that says congratulations, and send them the clipping. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if anybody has ever done that for you, but when you receive something like that, it makes a huge impact. It does make a huge impact because it's it, you're congratulating them at the same time. And, you right. know, what a better recognition. That's great. Fabulous. Right? And then nobody wants to hear this, but this is the truth. And, Francie, you know me. I, I don't, you know, I don't pull any punches. I tell things how it is, okay? Because I'm not here, you know, to just say, oh, everything's good. No, we want to dig in and see, you know, how can we help you? How can we make it better? Mm-hmm. And here is the word that people don't like, and it's called sales. Mm-hmm. Sell. I, I want everybody to hear this, that sales is the lifeblood of every company. And without sales, you will always have a roller coaster revenue. And, it's true. And, you know, sales puts you in the driver's seat. And I know so many PIs and attorneys that they just rely upon referrals. Can't so do how do you, so Diana, how do you sell a private investigations business? Services. Well, okay, so I'm going to be doing a webinar on that uh, probably next month, okay, and teaching people. But for me, you know, I've been in sales for over 30 years, Francie. It's, it's very easy for me, but I've learned a long time ago, you don't sell. You don't sell. Mm-hmm. What you do, like most people will go in and try to sell you what they have. How many times have you heard that? Right. You answer the phone and they're just trying to sell you what they have. No. You have to become a good listener, which investigators are good listeners, but they have to put it into practice and sales, and you have to find out what the need is and then fill it. So you don't just sell them what you have. Can you give an example of that? Find the need and fill it, yes. If I call a private investigator, I'll introduce myself, I'll let them know how long I've been around, people that I've helped, And then I will say to them, you know, a lot of things happen in business. Where are you at? Are you struggling with anything? And if so, what is that? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a lot different than saying, hi, I'm Diana Garren from True Perception. (laughs) We do websites and we do brochures and we do business cards and logos. Which would you be more receptive to, Francie? Right, for sure. Right? So, you know, sales is not what everybody thinks it is. They just haven't been trained how to do it properly. And I don't care, you know, in business and life, you have to care about people. You have to put their needs before yours. And when you do that, you will always succeed. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is do monthly e-newsletters. And we do, in our company, we do e-newsletters for our clients. And we then post them up on their websites that we build. We put them on their blogs. We archive them so they're all out there, which helps with the SEO. And we also do um, greeting cards. 
you get, I know you've received them from me, Francie. Mm-hmm. Right? And right, say, I have. You know, happy 4th of July. That's it. Right. I'm not trying to get any business from you. I'm not trying to do anything other than say, hey, happy 4th of July. Mm-hmm. You know those e-greeting cards get more responses than anything else? Really? Sure, because people feel valued. Mm-hmm. Instead of like somebody's trying to sell them. Here's what I see when people do their own email marketing is they're talking about themselves or their companies. Ah, bad, bad, bad. It's better to not do one than to do that. Because people want to read something that's valuable to them. So I always want people to remember, take the camera off of yourself and your business and put it onto your customers. Very good advice. So when you do email marketing, you know, and you can even do a sales piece, but... It has to be done in a way that it's about the customer and not about you or your business. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and so, you know, when, when you do this, by the way, you have to do it consistently, once a month, okay? And it will make you a subject matter expert. It will allow you to stand out from your competitor, com- competition. Mm-hmm. It will increase the credibility and visibility to the market. It builds confidence within their clientele, and it helps them retain their current clients and attract new clients. So email marketing is huge when it's done properly. So what you're really saying, what I really hear you saying, uh, Diana, is uh, you're developing trust. Absolutely. Trust and credibility. Yeah. And most importantly, I care about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I care about you. And you can never lose with that, Francie, but it has to be genuine. Well, and I can tell you that I know in your business you do exactly that because you've done it with me. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It's a good example. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And I do it with all of my clients. They all know I care. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm looking out for their best interest. And if they need something for their business that I don't do... I tell them this is what you need, but I don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't be, you know, jack of all trades and master of none. Right. So, so let's go on to uh, the biggest mistakes I see that they make on their website since we're talking about master of all trades uh, or jack of all trades and master of none, right? Mm-hmm. So in today's world, your website is your calling card. You have three seconds to capture the visitor's attention so they'll stay and learn more and then call of action call you. However, if they don't instantly find what they're looking for, they go to the next one because there's many choices today. For sure. So navigation has to be good. But here's one of the biggest things I see on there is their picture and their CV on the homepage. Francie, hmm. how many times have you seen it? Yeah, it's true. Right? Guess what? People don't care who you are until they know you can provide what they need. Mm-hmm. Does that make That's sense? very true. Yeah, that's very, very true. Because you're looking for so a service. You're looking for a type <laughs> of service. Yeah. You know, so depending on, you know, if you're a fraud investigator, you should have something on there concerning fraud. Mm -hmm. That should be your top thing. 
you know, um, and, you know, a laundry list of services listed on the homepage or any page. Oh, my gosh. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because people don't buy services. They buy benefits. They buy benefits, number one. But, you know, if you're a one- or two-person show and you have 50, 30, 25, however many services listed there, the first thing people are going to think is, how can that person do all that stuff and be good at it? Exactly. You know what? I want to talk about this a little more. Diana, uh, we need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Um, Okay. Think about that. All right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator. We feature stories and articles on current trends and issues, equipment reviews, tips, and practical advice. Don't miss the new and exciting year in PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. My guest today is Diana Guerin, my friend, who is a business strategist, a consultant. She does all kinds of things, um, multiple things in the air all the time. Uh, Diana, you know, uh, when, you, when you said that about uh, looking at somebody's website and they have a list, the laundry list of everything in the world that applies to investigation, that is right on because I can tell you that when I go to look for somebody to refer a case to, for instance, I need a surveillance operator, I need a somebody that does workers' comp, criminal defense. If I see that they have a whole list of things, I go to the next person who has a specialty. 
that was the next thing I was going to say is everybody is looking for a specialist today. Yeah. Okay? And um, including the clientele out there, the market, the attorneys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, um, because look at the attorneys. It's not, you know, you have this one attorney in town that does everything anymore. No, they all have their specialties. Well, in a and way, so it's, ca- it's a little for a private investigator the same way. Yeah, it's a little counterintuitive because you think that if you list a whole bunch of stuff that you do, you'll get more business. But it actually mm-hmm. works exactly the opposite. Correct. And what I say is you have a choice. You can be the big fish, the specialist, in the small pond, or you can be the generalist, the small fish, in the big pond. Mm-hmm. And the That's big fish, if you're the small fish, you know, in the big pond, then the big fish is always going to eat you up. <laughs> right. You're going to get True. more business. True. Right? True. So, um, it, you know, when I tell people specialize, specialize, there's a fear there, Francie. They have a well, fear of it. losing business. Yep, I get but it. Like and I went said, through the same thing 25 years uh-huh. ago when I decided to specialize. Uh-huh. And I, but it's the best thing I ever did. Well, sure, because now you're the go-to person. You're the specialist. And you can charge more money. That's true. One of my clients, okay, and, um, you know, he was doing $50 cases, but he had a specialty, and he had 23 years, 26 years experience at it. And, um, you know, I said, what are you doing? You need to specialize with this, and your hourly rate needs to be 250 to $300 an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did for him, and he tripled his money in that first year. <laughs> that's and worked great. less. Right. That's great. Right? So you want to either work hard or work less. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly true. Um, and I understand it's fear. I understand that it's fear. But, you know, it, there's nothing to be afraid of. You just need to take that leap of faith. And so what is, you did it, Francie, and it paid off, and I teach this all the time. So what can people do to build their credibility? Okay, before we do that, I, I don't want to miss this part because it's really important, Okay. Okay. Is people don't buy services, they buy benefits. Okay. So let's do an example. So please ask me what I do. Diane, what do you do? I'm a business strategist. What does that mean? So what are you thinking? Okay. What does that mean? What's that about, right? Mm -hmm. So please ask me again. Diana, what do you do? I make companies profitable. Now, how do you think? And I would say, how do you do that? Correct. Correct, because I gave you a benefit, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't about me. It was about I make companies profitable. So it was about the companies and the benefit to the company. Now I piqued your interest. Now you want to know how do you do that? But mm-hmm. when I said I was a, a, a business strategist, there's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with the PI. I hear them say it all the time, I'm a PI. Mm. Francie, you deal in criminal. 
work. You know correct? what the you know what the next question is after you tell them you're a private investigator. They want to know if you carry a weapon. Ah, that or if you chase cheating spouses. <laughs> right, that's right. That's one the other or the one. other, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I want everybody, you know, and that's something that I go through with all my clients is to identify their markets, identify their specialty, and identify the benefits. Because mm-hmm. people don't buy services, they buy benefits. Okay? All right, credibility you asked me about. Number mm-hmm. one, a professional website, because that is your calling card today. Here's a biggie, and I get pushed back on this by a lot of my clients at first. Have a lot of testimonials on your website from your clients. Mm-hmm. Because people believe 90% of what others say about you and 10% about what you say about yourself. So you know, testimonials are powerful. But what I hear is I don't want to put my clients out there for other PIs to see them and steal them. Mm. And here's what I say. If you are serving your clientele properly, mm-hmm. okay, and you have a good relationship with them and provide them a good work product, nobody can steal them. That's true. That's absolutely true. So we, we need to stop working out of fear, Francie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do everything under contract so there's no miscommunications. Okay. okay. And I know a lot of PIs that don't use contracts. And when they first sign with me and I send them a contract, they'll shoot it back to me so fast and I'll be like, did you read that? <laughs> <laughs> right. You right. need to read things, right? So, um, but contracts are very important so that there are no misunderstandings. Have one set price for your services. And don't change your pricing compared to the situation, you know, because it's a small world. It's a small world out there, okay? It certainly is. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. And do what you say you will do. If you say you'll do it, do it. And here's a biggie. Be consistent with everything you do because consistency brings credibility. Credibility brings longevity. Inconsistency brings distrust and ultimately the demise of a business. Very good point. So how are you consistent? That's where you got to get into some systems. You have to have systems in place. And it's like I do it this way every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, remember that it takes years to build a good reputation and five minutes to destroy it. It's and incredible. I'll tell you a story about that with one of my clients who... You know, working with an attorney, and the attorney sent over a client, and they got a retainer for the client, and there was like a couple hundred dollars left over on this retainer. Mm-hmm. And the client asked for that money back, and the PI said no. Well, can you can you tell me what you think happened, Francie? Well, he probably he lost the client, A, huh? and B, that client told another ten people. Correct. And that was one of his high-paying attorneys. That attorney was irate. Mm -hmm. So he not only lost that business, but he lost business from everybody that that attorney talked to. Yep. 
So, guys, think about it just for a minute. You know, you, you have to think about things before you do things, okay? And remember that it takes five minutes to destroy that good reputation you've built. So they are the things that, the top things that PIs can do to build credibility, Francie. Okay, those are good. Mm-hmm. So how do you, but how do you network? How do you, how do you get these clients to begin with? Oh, Let's start okay. there. All right. So I see this done wrong all the time, too. <laughs> okay. Most people go to a networking event filled with business cards in their hands, right? Okay. I tell my clients, don't bother. Don't take your cards. Okay? Because the goal should be to get other people's cards, not give them your card. Again, do you want to be in the driver's seat or the passenger seat? If you give out your card and you don't get their card, okay, then you have to hope that they'll call you. No, no, no. You get their card. And you learn about them. Don't make it about you. Make it about them. Mm-hmm. And then when you get back from the event, send out a handwritten card. It was nice to meet you. And put your card in that card. That's mm-hmm. a good one. That's a good one, Diana. Mm-hmm. And don't tell people what you do until you find out what they do and they ask you. Mm-hmm. Always focus on the other person. Always. Okay? And again, don't say that you're a PI. <laughs> Talk about benefits when they do ask. Yeah. All right? Um, so that's the main thing about networking, Francie, is leave your cards home. They're not important. And collect as many cards as you can and learn as much about the people you meet as you can. And follow up. Oh, my gosh. This is with everything. And I'll remember, I remember when I first became part of the PI industry of serving you guys, and it was out there, you know, send a letter out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's it? You just send a letter out? You're never going to mm-hmm. get results from that. Mm-hmm. Reason being is one contact doesn't do it. You have to have three to five contacts before you get somebody as a, as a client, usually. So it's called follow-up. Yeah. I bet you yeah. a lot of people don't follow up after a networking event. Okay. So, Diana, you're going to be, I, let, let me just uh, interject here, you're going to be giving some free webinars. And one I of am. them, I, is I, it next week that you're giving one for the Texas Association of Licensed Investigators? Yes, Monday, and that's CEU credits for that, yes. Yeah, okay. Then, so, so And then let's I'm just, going to be doing go them myself through my company where you don't have to be, you know, a member of any certain association for it. And this one really captures my attention, how to pivot and reframe your business to seize opportunity. I really like that title, and I know that you'll um, be giving – information that's directly on point. Yeah, and, you know, um, look, especially with the COVID-19 happening, you know, things are changing, and a lot of things aren't going to go back to normal. I I really don't believe they are, Francie. I agree. I think that's very true. Yeah. So how are you going to pivot your business? Like, for me, 
you know, I'm a transformational, transformational speaker, and I'm used to coming out to the conferences and speaking up on the stage. Well, mm-hmm. there's no conferences happening. Right? Well, even last week, Diana, I was involved in a remote trial. So See? they've discovered Correct. that that can happen as well. Correct. So we have to be pivoting our businesses more to online. What can we do online? How can we reach people online? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, even if we go out and meet people, we're going to, what, have a mask on, can't shake hands anymore, stay six feet apart. This is all very different for us. It and a lot of people, you know, Georgia, where I'm at, it was one of the first states to open, but not, not all the businesses open that could have because they were afraid. Of course. And the ones that did open, they don't have a lot of clientele coming in either because people are afraid. So we don't know how long this is going to last. So we really need to look for opportunities in our business and pivot our business to those opportunities so that we can seize them. So, Diana, people that want to join on to your webinars, where would they go to get that information? Go to www.trueperceptions, which is plural, .com. And at the very top, it will say, you know, join for webinar. And what that is doing is you're signing up, and that will come onto my list. And every time we're having a webinar, I will email you, and you'll be notified of it. Okay. All right. So do you have uh, – now, the other one, that the one you're doing for Texas Association is how to find new opportunity in your, in your business? Actually, doing I'm doing a two-hour for them, so I'm doing both of those webinars in one at one time on Monday. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, they wanted to do both of them at once. And I probably will still do this other webinar out there because, Francie, one thing that's happening right now, and people don't even realize it, is we are all grieving. We're all grieving. Hmm, we that's have lost comment. our life as we know it. You know, Mm -hmm. and I did this for Texas last Monday, um, you know, the five stages of grief and how we handle that. Because I got to tell you, like the first couple of weeks I was on the couch. I don't know about you, Hmm. but it was like, what the heck just happened? You know? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we were all like that. You know, we were in denial and then we were angry. You know, the whole, (laughs) all five stages of grief we've gone through. Right. Interesting. So, you know, how do we keep out of the depression spiral and start looking for opportunities in our business? How do we get back on? So so how I say it is how do we get back on that horse that we've been knocked off of, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good example. Good. And the reason that I'm doing these free webinars right now is that I have served the PI community for 17 years. And, you know, they need help right now. And this is my way to give back. This is my way to give back. Well, it's a great way to give back because you're applying exactly what you're talking about. You're, you're addressing them, not what you can do. You're addressing Correct. what they can do. Correct. Because you know what? I want them to continue to be successful. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that, you know, we're losing a lot of people in a lot of different industries, and I don't want to see anybody go out of business. I want to see them find these opportunities and seize them. 
and come out stronger than they were before this. Because you know what happens, Francie? When we first go in business, how many years have you been in business? Uh, 34. Long time. Long time. You've got me doubled, girl, if not more. But anyway. It's because I'm older. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you are good. You're fine, girl. (laughs) Oh, well. now. When you first went in business, it was like, you're just going to plow through everything to get this done. You know, you just had that fire in you. Mm-hmm. And as we go through business, we kind of get settled in somewhat, right? Right. And, you know, we don't always go after things with the same grit that we did in the beginning. Okay? And, you know, we get complacent. That's just human nature. However, this COVID-19 has shaken us up. And I think one of the best things it has done is shaken us up to a way where we need to look at what we're doing and we need to say, how can we fix things and change things to fit today's world instead of when we first went in business? Does that make sense? Absolutely true. And we've seen a lot of people across the the country doing things like that. We're going to take another break, Diane, and we'll be right back because this is a really good topic. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator. We feature stories and articles on current trends and issues, equipment reviews, tips, and practical advice. Don't miss the new and exciting year in PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PI's Declassified. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to PIs Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to FRANCIE at PISDeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. With Diana Guerin, my guest today, and we're just talking about what private investigators can do to stop the revenue roller coaster. So, uh, Diana, 
what what can we do to increase our revenue? You're you're saying you, we really kind of need to sit down and come up with a plan and reflect on what we're doing doing versus what we could be doing and so tell me what your process is. Okay, so to increase the revenue, number 1, properly price their services. I see so many lowball prices out there, Francie. Okay? And, you know, if you don't price your services properly, you're going to price yourself right out of business. Boy, is that of, the truth. Right? Yep. And you're not only hurting yourself, but you're hurting other PIs in your profession. Um, and we talked about this earlier, stay in touch with the clients they have. We've all heard this phrase, it's cheaper to keep them than to replace them. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Identify their niche market and realize not everyone is their client. Oh my gosh. I'll say, who is your client when I have a new client come in the door? Everyone. No, that's not true. No, let's (laughs) let's identify this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So they have to identify their niche market. Learn their client's needs and speak directly to them with benefits, as I said before, not services. Make at least three sales calls a day. If they just made three sales calls a day, Francie, that would be 15 a week. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's substantial. All right? Again, sales is the lifeblood of every business. Do so let me, ask you, let, me, let me ask you a question, Diana. Sure. So you're, you're making a sales call and you get voicemail. What do you do with that? Um, I usually don't leave a voicemail until like the third time I call. Okay. I'll just put them back on the list until, and then the third time when I get a voicemail, I will let them know who I am, and I will let them know that I have some benefits that can help their company. That's it. Okay. And why do you wait for the third call? Because I really want to talk to somebody in person without leaving a voicemail. And would you follow up with another kind of communication? If you didn't get the voice, if you got um, you know, the voice when I'm doing sales calls, I mean, sales is a numbers game, okay? So I would keep them on my my trickler list for a month, and if I can't reach them after a month, then I I'd take them off until like the next quarter. Okay. Okay. Um, effective email marketing, a minimum of once a month, and effective networking. These are the things that will help them to increase their revenue. Now, there's another thing concerning revenue, but it's how do they become more profitable? Now, you can have revenue, but are you profitable? They're two different things, right, Right, Francie? For sure. So how do you do that? (laughs) How do you do that? Number one, you know, they have to do a SWAT for themselves. And a SWAT is their strengths, their weaknesses, their opportunities, and their threats. And then they have to see really where their business stands with that. And whatever their weaknesses are, they don't want to work on their weaknesses. They want to work on their strengths. And they want to put someone in place that can handle all those weaknesses. I believe it was a CEO of Coca-Cola, if I'm not mistaken, 
that he could not read. And so his secretary would dictate everything into a recorder so he could listen to it because he couldn't read. Okay? And he was one of the best best CEOs of Coca-Cola that they had. So whatever your weakness is, don't let it hinder you. Just find somebody that can handle those weaknesses for you and you work on your strengths. Okay. Well, the first step, though, is identifying that you have a weakness. Correct. We know, and be honest. We know people be that honest. don't think what they are your have strengths? weaknesses. What are your weaknesses? What are your opportunities? And what are your threats? And when you become my client, that's one of the very first things we do. Because I need to know what framework we're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Analyze and identify your current and potential services that yield the highest profit and is in high demand. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So look at what you have there. What's giving you the highest profit and what is in high demand? Even if it's giving you high profit and it's not in high demand, it's not something you want to go after. Make sense? That's, That's a good point. Yeah. We talked about this earlier become specialized gives you a higher rate and less competition I don't know about you but if I could earn $50 an hour or 300 an hour I want the 300 yeah for sure 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 increase your efficiency and productivity you need to be quicker better and do what you're doing as cheap as you can do it That doesn't mean cut corners, okay? (laughs) Excuse me, but there could be a software system that you could put into place that would allow something to happen in half the time. So that means that you could do it cheaper because it's not taking up as much time. So you need to look at your efficiency and your productivity. So, Diana, is there a better way to... Uh, figure out how to price your business other than say, okay, I think I should charge this much? Because that's kind of what people do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, um, here's the thing. So many people are selling on cost, which adds no value. And they're underpricing themselves. And what they need to do is know the value of what they provide. Okay? So you price it according to the value. Now, if you're working with fraud, okay, and you're going to be saving companies a lot of money by identifying and stopping this fraud, how much an hour do you think that could be worth? Mm-hmm. Then you, you have know- to see what other specialists in that arena are charging. Not just the PI that does everything, but what are the other specialists charging for it? Mm-hmm. And then you want to take it from high to low, and you want to be up, not the highest, but a little bit under the highest by a few dollars. Does that and make what sense? Do you, yes, and what do you say, Diana, if somebody says, um, you know, you're, that's a little too much for me. What, um, can you refer me to somebody that's, that charges less? What do you say to that? Yeah, well, I I would always say, well, you know what? I can do it for less, but what part of the service do you want me to eliminate? Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Can't have your cake and eat, too. Right. And there's other investigators that could do it for less, but again, you know, what part of the service do you want to eliminate it? That is always what I use for a price objection. When they are objecting to the price, it is what part of the service do you want to eliminate? Okay. Makes them think, right? For sure. For sure. Especially in this time, folks, you've heard all the people, you know, talking about the economy and stuff. Decrease your unnecessary overhead. Look at that thing close and decrease anything that's not needed. And that's, I actually, that is the one big thing that I think is happening right now. Yep. Yep, sure is. And look, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't ever have a client come to my office. Because I have clients all over the world. I don't have any in Georgia where I'm at. I really haven't marketed here. Well, I did a couple times, but it just, you know, I don't have any in Georgia. But anyway, nobody comes to my office, so I work out of a home office. And the reason I do that is why do I need the overhead of an exterior office when nobody comes anyway and all of my team is remote and has been for 17 years? Right. Yep. Right? So that works. Yeah, don't do it because you think it gives you prestige. Because you know what? And, you know, way back when it did, but today so much is remote that it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, choose each client wisely. Don't well, it's just in- interesting you say choose. It's interesting you I'm use sorry, the word I didn't choose. Hear you, Francie. I said, it's interesting you use the word choose. Oh, yeah. We have a choice in life with everything. (laughs) Okay. And I can tell you, I have turned away more business that I have taken over the years. Because if you are not ready to do this work, okay, Mm -hmm. then you're not a good client for me because you're not going to be successful. And then you're going to come back and say it was my fault. And I don't like any black marks on my reputation. Good point. So, hey, Diana, we've got about three minutes left. Why don't you tell us how you reach different markets? Well, you know, I only look for um, private investigators and attorneys. They're my markets and have been for 17 years. Okay. And so it's networking. It is sales. I pick up the phone and I call. And webinars now. Okay, um, and, and they're, they're my three ways. You know, of course, email marketing. I do my own email marketing. Um, they're the greatest ways that I reach out to gain new clientele. And I do a 60-minute, I do an hour free consultation. But that free consultation is more for me than them. And why I say that is I want to know if they're ready for this work. I want to know if they would be a good fit with my company. And I think that every PI should be doing the same thing, even if it's a 15-minute consult or whatever, not just Mm -hmm. taking a client because they called. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And so do you you advertise that on your website or do you have that? Yeah. Free hour consultation. I sure do. It's right on the homepage. 
And again, that's www.trueperceptions, T-R-U-E-P-E-R-C-E-P-T-I-O-N-S dot com. And people that are interested in your webinars can register right there on your website? Right at the top of the page. It's in white. You'll see a black black bar right at the top, and it says to register for the webinars right there. Yep. And, okay. you know, they can always call me too, Francie, and my business number is 678-583-0401. Can you repeat that one more time? You can. 678 678- Great, Diana. We're at the end of the hour. Thank you so much. You gave great tips. Great tips. Thank you for being on the show. And for the rest of you, take care. Stay safe. It's PIC Classified. I'm Francie Kaler. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to PIC Classified with your host, Francie Kaler. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. P.I.S. Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth. Every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program.